If you enjoy our content, please consider supporting us. Click the support link on our main page to become a patron. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of More Shenanigans. I'm Donna Moore. And I am James Moore. And today we're going to be talking about the writer's strike and the sag after strike and what that's all about and why it's important. And yeah, so James, I know you've done a little bit of research about what the strike is all about. Yes. I know the writer struck first and then the SAG AFTRA struck, you know, a few weeks after that. Right. Which basically means now that Hollywood is pretty much shut down. Uh, there's no, anything that was in production has stopped. Uh, anything that was being written has stopped. Any TV shows have stopped. I mean, pretty much, you know, there's nothing happening in Hollywood at this point. Right. Anything done by union personnel right. has stopped, which is just about everything. Right. You know, there's, I would suspect that, you know, there's independent production companies out there, people doing their own thing, but the vast majority of those people, if they were developing something for um, entertainment to get reimbursed, they are in solidarity with the writers and the, actors. And the SAG after. Right. Because a lot of them, uh, not just because of what's right and wrong. Right. In addition to that, a lot of those people want to someday be a part of the union. Right. And if you right. get involved now, then, uh, you know, working a deal with one of the studios, something like that, you will be ostracized. So here's the here's a question I'm going to ask you, because this is a question that's going around from a lot of people because they don't know. It comes from a place of ignorance, which, you know, is understandable. Mm-hmm. So who cares if the big Hollywood stars are striking and aren't working? Who cares? They have millions of dollars. Who cares? Right. They, there are Hollywood stars who are making millions of dollars and are worth millions of dollars in I don't have exact figures, but I would dare to say that is less than 5% oh, of yeah. the people that are acting that are in the union. There are so many actors out there that are just eking out, either eking out a living with acting or it's just a supplemental thing that they hope to one day, you know, turn into a vocation. In the meantime, they have to work to make the mortgage, feed their families, that sort of thing. Well, and the other thing, too, is that it's not just the actors. There's all the people that go in to make a movie. They're all part of this union, too. Yeah. There's the the lighting people and the sound people and the food services people Mm -hmm. and the... The people that handle the props. The prop people, the I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different people that go to make a movie. It's not just the million dollar actors, the ones that we think about. It's not, it's it's everybody but them, really. That's, they're striking because they can to support the people who they know are just eking out a living. Right. And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you probably have more in common with 90% of the people that are striking than not. Right. As far as wanting a fair wage, as yes. far as, you know, struggling to get by, you know, if inflation's hurting them just like it's hurting you. Right. And I think it's admirable that a, a great number of those actors who have, have made, they could stop working right now. They're not going to starve. They have mansions. They got money. They got money managers and that sort of thing, but they're getting behind the, the brothers and sisters that are out there doing the same job to make sure things are fair for them. Right. Now, so what's the whole, what's the big deal? What, why, why, why are they striking? What's, what's the problem? Uh, one big issue is residuals and streaming. Okay. Residuals from streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So Netflix, Paramount, Prime, 
any of the streaming services that you can imagine that you have on your phone or your smart television or your computer, any of those streaming services, correct? Yes. We're talking about... Here's Netflix, a, all yeah. of them. Here's a scenario that's going about and the reason why they're, they're doing this. You put a show together, let's say it's a, a streaming series on, on Hulu. Okay. Okay. And you pay the talent for putting that show together. Okay. All right. They get an upfront check, you're saying. They get an upfront, upfront check. And even though those checks could be thousands of dollars while they're in production, when the show is over, um, they get nothing. So basically, back in the day, mm-hmm. when a TV show, a series was on television, let's 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 go back. So let's talk about Mash. Okay. Okay. Very popular show in its time. Uh, ran for several seasons, and now it's on rerun over and over and over again. Or Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. I watch it every night before I go to bed. Okay. When the Golden Girls were still alive. Okay. And when the Mash actors, some are still alive, some are not. When they were still alive, or or what have you. Every time that show is shown on television, they get a residual check. It's not thousands of dollars. It may be a couple hundred bucks or whatever here and there. But what happens now with the streaming, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. they if they get any kind of residual, it's literally pennies. Right. I saw a residual check shown for, I don't know which streaming service it was. It was for a quarter. So for three months, it was three 35 cents. And for that quarter, the streaming company made millions and millions of dollars. So it's completely an unfair situation, and that's why they're striking. Yes, exactly. One of the reasons why they're striking. Yeah, and they wouldn't even get those pennies if not for in the very early days of, well, I won't say the very early days of television, because then you're talking about the 50s. But in the the 70s, in 60s and 70s, um, that was just the beginning of actors fighting for their rights as far as residuals, you know, having to show, uh, make money over and over and over and over again, and they have no part of it. You know, a famous example is is Red Fox. Because right. Sanfordness and that show was number one for a long time. Yep. For a long time. And um, all they got was, I mean, all the actors on that show, they got some upfront money, and there was no such thing. Well, there was residuals. But um, they, they that was like the first example of that. Damon Wilson, the the actor mm-hmm. that played, you know, Sanford and son, son, the, the son, son of Sanford and Son, um, was he was in like an exception that actually you know got money from residuals. Red Fox did not have the wherewithal, the team, or you know, to put that kind of deal together. Right, and he was from the old school. Yeah, he was from the he old school. He didn't understand that that's that you could do that kind of thing. Right, so the same thing is happening again. But because of streaming services. Right. And when we're talking about money being made off of shows, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. I mean, Netflix alone is like, you know, the the, the executives of that company make billions of dollars every year, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, the pe- the people that they're, you know, have contracts with, you know, they have to do so many shows or so many whatevers in a period of time. And they don't get any kind of money for the streaming that people want. So that's one of the issues for both the writers and the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as this this whole issue with AI, what's what's that all about? Well, there's an issue for the actors and issue for the writers involving AI also. What the writers are striking for is protection from a studio just going out and 
using a piece of their material and just using AI to develop the entire thing and pay them little or nothing to do it. And as far as AI with the actors, using their likeness to create a character or create, you know, a show without them even acting in it, just using their likeness, basically stealing their face and body. They would pay them um, a a little bit of money for their likeness, Mm -hmm. but then they could go and make, once they pay them one time for their likeness, they could go and make 50 movies. Well, say in a lot of situations, here's what the problem is. Let's say that I make a movie and I'm using John Jones in the movie. Okay. We'll just make up an actor's name named John Jones. Okay. And the, the movie's ahead. It's a great movie. And, you know, we've got him on film. We've paid him. Let's say we paid him millions of dollars. Let's say the movie was successful. He got a piece of it and everything. Okay. Okay. Now we want to do another different movie with Mr. Jones in it. John Jones in right. it. You already have his likeness. With the Yeah, we have his likeness from the other movie. And when you sign on for a deal, you basically give up your license for promotions and that sort of thing so that you can go out and do interviews and they can put your face on a poster and promote a movie. Right. That the way things stand right now, without the protection of having some deal made, they can just take that person's likeness, make an entire movie using AI. And that's what, you know, they're afraid of. Right. And not even acknowledge that actor. Now... Why should I care? Okay. Well, the thing is, and this is personal opinion why you should care, mm-hmm. is that the AI issue and intellectual property and that sort of thing is not going to end in Hollywood. No, it's not. It's not going to end in Hollywood. So eventually, it's going to touch everyone's lives mm-hmm. in some way. So is that way going to be positive or negative? Right. Usually in situations of new technology or new frontiers, if things aren't done with the law to protect people, things get touched their lives negatively for the have-nots. And that's why the even the tech companies who have even the tech companies who have who initiated this these AI um, things are saying, "Hey, Congress, we need you to do something. We need you to put yeah. some laws in place because we see where this is going. Yes, we developed this and we made this, but it's not our job to regulate it. Mm-hmm. It's your job to regulate it, and it's and, a, and we need your help with that. Yes, and it's a similar problem for the writers because AI is already intruding upon." The creative art of story. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and people are experimenting with it, and there needs to be some laws and boundaries put in place so that people who work hard at their craft, the craft of story, writing this down, whether you're a novelist or a poet or a screenwriter, to make sure that, you know, things aren't just being done mechanically. I mean, because think about it. If you think, if you think about it, somebody could. Okay, so we, we look at a prolific writer like, I don't know. Uh, Michener? Yeah, let's say Michener or uh, what's his name? Patterson. Patterson. You know, he's a very prolific writer. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there with the AI situation, there are people that could easily be as prolific of a writer as he is just by using AI and not put in the work that he puts in to write a book. Yeah. And, and then, you know, that's, and it's, it's affecting, um, you know, I'm a photographer and it's affecting the photography business as well because people are not wanting to, you know, they can, they can make their own art from a, from a fine art perspective. They can make their own art from a, from a portrait 
side of it. You can, I mean, there's filters on Snapchat and all that kind of stuff. You can make your own portrait. You don't, you know, so it's really affecting that. So this, this strike is, it's like James said, you know, it's going to, it is going to affect everyone, touch everyone at some point in time. And hopefully this strike will allow the writers and the actors and, and those people in Hollywood to be able to be protected and then maybe it will allow Congress to do what it needs to do to protect other aspects and other other genres mm-hmm. from from AI. Right. And something that is important to point out is that what is another issue in this strike and what it means going forward is that, you know, not every production company is a rich fat cat production company making billions of dollars. That's okay. Right. So let's say you have a production company that really wants to pay somebody fairly for their work. And if you involve AI with in the wild, wild west situation we're in right now with no laws governing it or explaining things, who do you pay? Do you pay the person that wrote the program right. or do you pay the person that, you know, who's, who lent their face for the image or lent their idea for the initial story? You know, how does that happen? Right. You know, right now that production company can, um, has to make up their own rules right. and, you know, that can be good or bad right. <laughs> depending on, you know, which way the wind blows. And a, another thing that needs to be pointed out that I want to, you know, put out there. Not to belittle anybody else out there who's listening. People in people are out there working hard. The United States is the hardest working country on earth to a fault. It work more hours than any other country mm-hmm. in the world. You know, that's another podcast as to how we're killing ourselves with that. But actors work hard too. Okay. Yeah. Now, even some of the actors that make are making millions of dollars. I'm not saying that, you know, my priorities aren't straight. It's more important to have a great teacher than a you know great actress necessarily, but they work hard. Mm-hmm. And the ones that don't make millions of dollars work hard too. And yeah. the guy that's handle, handling the lighting, the guy that's the key grip, the guy that's handling the, you know, the, the, the food for this, you know, the set, the person that scouts out locations, they all work hard. Yeah. So they're trying to, they're doing what they can do to not be have their legs cut out from under them. It's um you know it's a it's a new it's a new era with this whole AI thing and with this streaming thing. Here's the thing, is that with the streaming thing, you know what happened with the with the musicians first? Mm-hmm. Um, they got their legs cut out out from underneath them because you no longer have record sales. That's not something that they make their money off of now. Now they make their money how the musicians make their money when they tour. So Taylor Swift's tour is the one that's you know going on now and everybody's going to see it or whatever how she makes her money is from ticket sales and merchandise that's how she makes her money mm-hmm. she doesn't make it from ticket from from say from excuse me record sales because there are no record sales or cd sales anymore everything is digital and it's all free you can go on anywhere and, and get that music for free so and i and i think that's wrong and listen i'm one to do it i'm you know i've i've you know i've downloaded songs and that kind of thing but i think there needs to be a way to i don't know for the first 3 months or something you have to pay for the song you have to be able to pay for the song and i you know i don't know i mean the musicians have figured it out they've been able to do it the way they want to do it um, you know, but you know, Hollywood's going to have to figure out something different because it's not the same with in Hollywood, you know, you're not going on tour and being able to sell tickets. And I mean, you do sell tickets in the box office, but not all movies go to box office. So, right. so there's not going to be ticket sales, 
there's not going to be merchandise to make money off of it. So they, they're going to have to figure out something different. Well, you know, we're talking about a lot of different circumstances. When you're talking about merchandise, if you're talking, you know, this is happening for TV and movies. Okay. Right. And for this, a whole, there's a whole industry inside the TV realm for certain age groups. Yeah. Where the only job that TV show has is to sell toys or to sell a video game or to sell, you know, merch. Okay. Even if the show is critically acclaimed, they got, you know, numbers through the roof as far as people watching it or kids watching it. If they're not buying the toys, that show will get canceled. And that's what happened with, you know, Teen Titans. Oh. Yeah. That show got canceled because they stopped doing that show because. It wasn't selling toys. It was same. It was the same way. I think Young Justice too. So these are animated shows. These are animated shows where the uh, the onus is on you know selling that merchandise. That's how the the money is made. And the issue in AI with these shows, anything TV, movies, or whatever, is that they have to protect themselves from somebody just doing the show strictly from from AI. And it's the same in music yeah, too. Yeah. You can tell AI make me a love song with the ocean in it, with you know mentions the ocean or mentions lost love mm-hmm. or whatever, and you get something pumped out. Now, the quality the quality of it hasn't you know reached a certain peak right. yet, but it's Things are going forwards and not backwards. Well, and it's something that's it's something that's fast moving. You know, it's so funny because, you know, we, we, we didn't realize what was happening basically right in front of us because with Facebook and the filters that they had on there and Snapchat and Instagram and, and then when TikTok came about, all those filters and everything that they were using on you was to build databases for them to use for this AI so that they could get different facial features and different skin tones and different hair color and different eye color and the way your face is shaped and, the, you know, all of that stuff. All of that was, we were we were giving them data to build a database to use for what they're using now. Right. Now, one thing I want to talk about in whether it's music or film or, you know, a TV show or, or even photography is that, and this is just my personal opinion when it comes to writing, I just have to believe this as a writer and I could be totally wrong. Okay. But I'm thinking that the public, the consumer out there is being underestimated as what to what they're going to see as quality. When you put a whole package together like a TV show, if you do it strictly with AI, the writing, the yeah. acting, and all that, that I it's, think you're right. I it's think going to fall into just a formula. Yeah. And people are going to end up noticing that they're just seeing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I think so. I think you're I think you're right. I think that they are in, underestimating the consumer. I think the consumer is going to has a uh, better taste than that. I think they're smarter than that. But the thing, you know, the thing with AI and this is a little off subject, I guess, is that, you know, there's going to be a lot of misinformation with AI. You know, you can make a scenario look real with fake with AI stuff. You know what I mean? Like you can make a, I don't know, a, a Hunter Biden situation look real. Mm. Now, I, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about entertainment. No, you think I'm, it's going to fall into the fake news oh, absolutely. creation they've thing? Already, they've already talked about it. I mean, politically wise, they're they're really nervous about it politically wise because you can make anything, you can make any candidate. And let's not even talk about Trump or Biden or any of that. Let's just talk about, let's say, a state senator. 
somebody that's running for state senate that's never been in politics before. And, you know, these these other people that have been in politics, you know, they have all this money backing them. They could make up any kind of thing and it looks real and people are going to believe it. You know, you know, it's really scary to me. I'm going to be sitting up late at night not able to sleep. Because when you combine that ability with the nation's ability to be able to believe what they want, and even when they're shown the evidence that it's not true, they won't believe it. They want to believe what they want. Then we got a scenario where somebody can just throw a match into a pool of gasoline. Absolutely. And and that's, you know, it's, it's you know, like I said, this is off subject from the, the writing thing. But I mean, here's the thing is that, you know, it could... As far as like the writers and the and the actors and things, you know, there's so many scenarios that are out there and that that we haven't even thought of or people haven't even thought of yet. And so I think that's where the 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 writers and the actors right now are saying, "Hey, we need protection against the unknown." Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, basically that's what right. what they're looking for. We need protection. We need to be able to say that. I can't even give you a scenario because my brain isn't, you know, I can't think of a, because there's so many different things, but that's what they, that's what they need because this AI thing is just, especially the AI thing is, it's just crazy. All right. So it seems like, you know, this conversation is going towards in the AI direction because now I want to talk about that because that's. Well, I think that might be another podcast. That might be another episode because that that's a whole nother thing. Now, as far as let's get back to the streaming thing, you know, Mm -hmm. we've all enjoyed streaming. I'm sure that, you know, the listeners, you know, have streaming on their, their devices and um, they enjoy different shows and things like that. But we, we consume all of that, but we don't think about the people that it took to put those shows together and the fact that they got paid a pittance for their hard work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does the landscape look for us on the other side of the TV screen or the other side of our phone screen, you know, wherever you're taking in content, what does that look for us? Why is, how's the strike affecting us as a consumer? I can tell you a little bit of what that looks like right now. Right now, there were, when the strike occurred, there were a lot of shows that were just finishing up production or in the last stages of production, and the same with movies too. Mm-hmm. So that's out there being shown. And after that runs dry, there's going to be a lot of game shows and reality TV. Yep. Because you're talking about situations where, you know, there's there's not... I'm talking about real reality TV, not, you know... I think this writer's for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. I just suspect that. But... um. For the real reality stuff, like when they drop somebody in the middle of a, a jungle and tell them what the, you know, right. you just got to survive for a week. You're going to see a lot more of that if things aren't resolved very, very soon. Lots or, of new game shows. New game shows. And even if they resolve things tomorrow, you know, it takes time and energy to get the ball rolling, yep. you know, on things. But the thing about it is, is that with game shows, I mean, there's no writing involved in that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, are those people, you know, are they going to be able to find people to host and that do that kind of thing? Because, you know, do they, are they part of the union? You know, I guess they'll find people, they'll find, you know, people that aren't part of the union that are willing to cross that picket line. I guess. I get, okay, so here's a question. I want to go watch a movie this weekend. Mm -hmm. Can I, or am I, you know, crossing the picket line when I do that, so to speak? Well, I've, from the interviews that I've heard from the people who are spearheading the strike, Mm -hmm. anything that's been done 
anything that's been put out there now, go and enjoy it. They want want you to to enjoy it. Because when you miss it, you're really going to miss it. Right. And not only that, that, but they worked hard for you to go see it. Right. And that they still get money from those box office sales or or what have you. They do. They do. And, you know, there's the whole scab thing. Well, you know, there are people that aren't part of the union for whatever reason, different reasons that they're not part of the union. Here's a scenario that I was talking with James about earlier today or yesterday. Um, There's this young man that I follow on TikTok who is a comedian and a film, you know, a, a indie filmmaker and a, you know, wannabe actor. Well, not wannabe, but he is an actor, but he's not a member of the... Union. The Screen Actors Council. Yeah, he's not part of the any of it. So he was offered a a deal. It hasn't been signed or anything, but he was offered some sort of a deal. They want to do. They want to develop a show around him. And people were asking him, "Well, what about the writers? You know, are you going to move forward and this kind of thing?" And he was like, "He basically said, hell yes, I'm going to. And I'm not a member of the union, and never want to be a member of the union. And screw you, and I don't care. I'm moving forward. This is my big break. Blah blah blah." And part of me was like, okay, well, yeah, I get that. I understand that. You know, this is his big break. You know, you don't want to miss out on that. But the other side of that coin is if he's getting into Hollywood and you're saying basically F you to those people that are striking and F you to the union and all that, they're not going to want to work with you. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. When you, when you ask me. The other actors, the other the, the the producers the you know the writers the 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 key grips the food service people all those people they're not they're gonna if they see this they're gonna be they're gonna remember that and be like well I don't want to have anything to do with him he didn't give a damn about us I don't want to work with him yeah when you asked me about that the, this guy I mean he's if he if this is his attitude and he's really funny too yeah if this is his attitude then he's right he's never gonna be part of the <laughs> the union the union because there he's not gonna be let in and he's gonna miss out on a lot of work and he's going to miss out on a lot of talent as far as if he's putting a project together there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of people that's going to remember what he said and i get it i mean this is his big break this is what he's been working for this is what you know all the content that he's put on on tiktok and so i get it i mean it's the you know it's the worst time for them to be offering him a deal but but you know know, he's got to think big picture if he's if he's that nearsighted if he's that nearsighted then he deserves what he gets yeah so um as far as getting it you know i he's just selfish that's my personal opinion if he's no if he knows anything about the business at all yeah. the business that he wants to get into yeah he's just being selfish and and hopefully you will hope that that doesn't win out you know as far as a career maybe maybe he will prosper i don't know i mean i i wish him the best i really do wish him the best i hope it i hope it works out for him i hope the strike ends soon and i hope it's just all you know well great I, for him but i got just, a totally different attitude towards it if that's his attitude i hope he trips and falls Career wise, seriously, because you're doing that on at the the loss of the other expense of other people, yeah. yeah. And he's really being short sighted because he could be cutting off his nose despite his face. Absolutely, that's what I. That's the first thing I thought of. Well, the first thing I thought of was, well, okay, I get it. And then I went, wait a minute, he's got to deal with all these people that he's saying f you to. Yeah. So instead of wishing him well, I wish him some wisdom, quick. Yeah. So that he kind of wake up and say, you know, maybe I need to rethink this thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I think that pretty much wraps this up. We'll have to we'll have to revisit the AI thing again in the future with another episode because I think that is a a full episode in and of itself. Because yeah, yeah. stay tuned, not just to us, but kind of you know pay attention to what's going on and see how it's going to affect you. Because 
you know, we as Americans, our downtime is kind of precious and we use some of it watching TV and movies. And well, also, how is it how is it going to affect you in your career or, you know, whatever it is that you do for mm-hmm. for a living or what have you? Because, you know, I think like you said earlier, I think it's going to touch all of us sooner or later. OK, well, that's all for this episode. Tune in next time for more shenanigans. 